This morning we have been directed to the 13th chapter of Mark's Gospel, where in verse 8, Jesus said there will be famines and there will be troubles. Now if you want to know the impact of these words, you can look also in Matthew 24, verse number 7, because Matthew also recorded this particular part of Christ's words on prophecy. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. If you want to know the impact of those words in his time, look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verse number 11 where Luke, who was a physician, a learned man of his day, said, recording Jesus' words, there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, and Luke adds, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. It is not maybe... It is, there will be. It's amazing how God leads the preaching calendar. I set this title weeks and weeks ago, not knowing what would happen in our community these past few days. Is the word of God to be trusted I think we can just look at this morning's Sacramento Bee or Sacramento Union and say, the Word of God will stand forever. It is to be trusted in every way. As many as 400 million people may be in peril of starving this year in Asia, Africa, and Latin America alone. 400 million people. Jesus said there would be famines. One-fifth of the human race faces possible starvation by malnutrition in the coming days. In various parts of the world, children die due to lack of food before the age of five. And the life expectancy in many countries of our world is not much greater than 40 years. As I have traveled from country to country and have asked leading missionaries and pastors, how old are these people in your congregation? Not being able really to tell very well. I was shocked on numerous occasions to discover that when people look to be 70 or 80 years of age, they are really only 30 or 40 years of age. Inquiring into the difference between there and here, it boils down to one basic thing, the hardness of life. Many of them had very little when they began life. 
and have very little as life progresses. The president of the American Can Company said recently, right here in this country, we're one crop away from a famine. You ought to think about that when you sit down to your sumptuous meal this afternoon. Revelation 6, 5 reads, And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand, which simply means that John saw him rationing out what was available. The balances the rationing tool of that which was left for the multitudes of the earth. Need I say more about Jesus' word about famine? It is a very prevalent problem in our world and a growing problem in our own nation today. Let me speak about troubles The floods in California this week would certainly be in the category of troubles. There's not a person that has been affected by this that would wish it upon anybody. Even some in our own congregation who have had their furniture ruined and all their carpets ruined and their floors buckling because of the water. Creeks that never did rise rose. And Luke said there would be, in essence, awesome sights. I don't know if any of you drove around to take a look at the rivers and look at the reservoirs and the dams and see what that really looked like, but it is indeed awesome. And when you see the waters begin to roll and you think about man and how cocky he is, The man who says, I'm going to trust myself, I'm going to believe that man is going to make this world better and solve all of man's problems. All you need to do is stand there and watch that water come. And you, like the Word of God will say, who is man or what is man? When God begins to take things into his hands, we feel very, very small and very insignificant. You may be sitting here today and listening, maybe even by radio, saying, well, Pastor Cole, is God angry with us? Is God at the root of floods and troubles? Well, God allows it. God allows it because of his love. You say God speaks through floods? Absolutely. God speaks through earthquakes? Absolutely. He gave us his word. He sent us prophets. He gave us gifts of ministry in the church. But when man hardens his heart, puts cotton in his ears, and will not listen to God speaking, God, then in a very visible way, will come to him and say, Will you pay attention to what really is? Yes, I think God speaks through floods. 
He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What has happened in Northern California this week is a message from God to turn from your wicked way and seek the face of a holy God. God will not tolerate sin. And God speaks once again. And I'm grateful that he does. He has assisted the ministry of the word this week. Troubles to bring us to God. It would be better for people to perish knowing Christ without a home or a covering <coughs> over their head or furniture to sit on or clothing to wear than it would be to perish in luxury without knowledge of Jesus Christ and his eternal salvation. So God speaks. The newspaper reported that terrorism in the Mideast was the number one story of 1985. I found that interesting. I went down the list, air hijackings, taking over of the Italian liner, the Achille Loro. Number one story, terrorism in the Middle East, trouble, trouble. Number two was the summit meeting. Following the summit were these top stories. Notice the Colombian volcano, 25,000 dead. Mexico City earthquake, 7,000 dead. AIDS epidemic, 8,000 or more dead. Japan airliner, which went down 520 dead. The American GI plane in Newfoundland, 248 dead. Following that, famine in Africa. Following that, the nations, and this is the word in the newspaper, the nations troubled farms. And finally, South Africa's violence. The leading news stories, all but one of them, which would be the summit, had to do with troubles in our world. It was not revival. It was not the conquering of some disease. There wasn't one such mention in the whole list. With the exception of the summit, every leading story in 1985 had to do with trouble. Jesus said, in that time there will be troubles. Well, then I continued to add to the list. To these top stories, you could add some of the unprecedented fruit of our time, such as witchcraft, 10 million witches living in the United States alone. And what about drugs? I was surprised to discover that 100,000 conservatively died last year because of drugs. 
It occurred to me that that's over twice the number killed in the Vietnam War. But what do we hear in regard to conquering the problem of drugs? Then I read a report about our nation's leaders, and I quote, Congress is a world of thirst that cannot be quenched. The drug habits, the drinking problems, the mistresses, the boyfriends, the broken homes attest to that. Sex and alcohol become a convenient pit stop on the congressional fast track. End of quote. And then you add adultery, which has become our nation's standard. Added to that abortion, 15 million human beings have been systematically wiped out in America since 1973. You add to that crime where every 24 minutes a murder takes place in this country. Every 10 seconds there is a home burglary. Every seven minutes a woman is forcibly raped in the United States of America. Then you look at the homes. One half of our children are forced to live in a home without the original mother or the original father, and sometimes both. What does all of this lead to? It leads to another word Jesus used, Luke 21, 25, upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity. I looked up that word perplexity and it was translated bewilderment, which I think is easier for us to understand. On the earth and in the nations of the earth, bewilderment. Like men groping in the darkness, not knowing what to grab hold of or which way to turn like men about to topple over a precipice. What do we do about the problem in the Philippines today? Who knows the answer? What's going to happen in the Philippines? Bewilderment. What about Nicaragua? What about South Africa? Can the word of God be trusted when Jesus says, upon the earth, distress of nations, bewilderment? perplexities, all of the troubles that I have accounted in your hearing today leads to the perplexity of men in nations who are searching for answers but in the wrong place. And then it means a falling away, which brings this message very close to the church. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, Paul speaks of there being a falling away. Now some interpret that as a political falling away, and I believe that's part of it. A disintegration of politics in the world, and I think we're already sensing that leading up to the taking over of a superman individual by the name of Antichrist. The stage is being set a falling away of the political system, but it also has a connotation of a spiritual falling away, a moral falling away. Billy Graham said, moral standards are almost gone. 
We are now in a hedonistic society, and what we are seeing is human nature expressing itself without God. I was driving down one of our streets this past week, and I looked at one of these little stickers on the car, and the lady behind the steering wheel of that car was bragging about spending a vacation nude in a certain place. Bumper sticker. What are we saying? Man is expressing himself without God, a falling away morally and religiously. Clergymen who have announced they no longer believe in God or believe in the Bible stand this morning in pulpits in America and around the world doubting the very existence of God and not using this book in their declarations. Church members who have become apostate. What does it mean to be an apostate? It means you just don't live what you are supposed to believe. We're to love our neighbor. We're to put our faith to work. The church was once our first love. We would get there above and beyond anything else because it was there that with our brothers and sisters in Christ, we were going to lift our hands and lift our voices and magnify the God of this universe who alone deserves worship and who alone deserves our praise. But where is that now in our list of priorities? Lost somewhere in all the tinsel and fluff of this life. I read the other day of a man who was hunting in a forest when a storm came up. He looked about for a place to hide and he saw a hollow log. He crawled into the log awaiting the storm to pass. It was a little snug, but it was shelter. The rain and storm lasted for hours and soaked through the wood of that log. The log began to contract, and when the storm was over, the hunter was unable to get out. The log held him tight, and finally exhausted and weary, he just settled back to the thought of dying, of starvation in that log. And as he did, he remembered that he had not attended church regularly. He had not given regularly. He had not gotten involved nor encouraged others by his presence. He did not give heed to the things of God. And the story said it made him feel so small that he was able to crawl out of the log without any difficulty. <laughs> what is the moral of that silly story? Don't be confined by material and earthly things, friends. They'll pass away quicker than you can blink your eye. As quick as a flood could run through a valley. It can all be gone. A religious falling away. On Sunday night, October 30, 1938, the Columbia Broadcasting System said this was the night America trembled. Orson Welles presented H.G. Wells' story, The War of the Worlds. 
The presentation was so realistic that people all over the country supposed that the broadcast was reporting facts, not fantasy. There were news bulletins generously sprinkled through the program, but the public accepted it as factual. Switchboards at police stations and newspapers blazed. In Pittsburgh, a woman attempted suicide. In Kansas City, two listeners died of heart attacks listening to the broadcast. People started to evacuate towns across America. Terror was rampant, according to the Columbia Broadcasting System. The story had to do with an invasion of Mars. A silvery ship had landed near Grover's Mills, New Jersey. Horrendous creatures emerged from the ship, wielding disintegrating death ray guns. Resistance was impossible. No defense could be devised against these creatures from another planet. They spread out and occupied much territory. Thousands were reported killed in the broadcast. All of it make-believe. But what was the result? Absolute terror across America. Friends, as I bring this message to a close this morning, all of the signs of this book are pointing to the fact that a day of judgment is coming. Famines and troubles should bring us to our knees. What should be the proper response to the tragedy of this past week? It should be nothing else but God be merciful to us. And if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. God Almighty speaking. What is your response? Well, it didn't touch me. I didn't even have a leak in my roof, you may say. Well, don't forget, you're still human, and you're still on planet Earth. One of these days, there's going to be the sound of a trumpet and the voice of the archangel and there is going to be a disappearance of an awful lot of folk who have trusted this word and the Christ of this word, and they're going up to meet the Lord in the air. And as 86 progresses, you mark my words. Your newspaper will be carrying more and more trouble. More and more famine. And it will be carrying the stories of bewilderment of the nations of the earth because we are moving to a day when God will say, it is enough. I've had enough of homosexuality. I've had enough of sodomites. I've had enough of moral decay and pornography. 
I've had enough of businessmen cheating. I've had enough of this adultery. I've had enough of all that has polluted and all that has deprived people of a godly life. And he will let people go the way they want to go under a leader who has nothing but murder and death at his heart. But before then, he submits to us a Christ of love, a Savior who gave his life's blood that we might be redeemed and offers us a kingdom that will never, never pass away. Think of the joy your heart shall know watching the Lord descend. Thronged on a cloud of angels' wings, he who has been your friend. Think of his voice you've longed to hear, shouting the dead awake. Calling his loved who slept so long, lifeless until he spake. Think of the splendor there displayed. Hear the redeemed one's song. Think of the arms that bear you up to that rejoicing throng. Will you think of it? And if you are without Christ, if you are in moral bankruptcy, if you are a part of that group that is falling away, Will you turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, I read the signs, I hear the rumblings, and I receive your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness in my life. And I seek you with my whole heart, and I will proclaim your name in the earth. That's what these signs ought to do for us. Jesus said, there will be famines and there will be troubles. And all of it ought to lead you to a throne of mercy. Will you come? Bow your head with me, please. No one moving for just a few moments. I ask your respect and reverence for God in these closing moments of worship today. Before I pray... I want to ask how many of you in this service feel your need of responding to the Word of God and the wonderful worship experience that we have gone through today by lifting your hand and saying, Pastor, I need Jesus today. I'm afraid if He would come today, I wouldn't be ready. He died for me. He loved me that much. And I want to give my life to him today. Would you pray for me today that he'll come in and abide? I'd like you to raise your hand right now wherever you sit. Don't be ashamed to do it. Just raise it up. Thank you, sir. Thank you back there to my left. Yes, another. God bless you, sir, on the aisle. Thank you there. Thank you here in this section. Yes, several right here in this section. God bless you right here in front of me. Thank you here. God bless you. Over to my right. Yes, sir. On the aisle, thank you over there. And over, way over to the right. God bless you over there. I see your hand. How about in the balcony area as I look up a moment? Lift your hand up there or down the side. Thank you, way up there in the back. God bless you. And another over here. 
God bless you way up high there. Praise the Lord. How many more? Anywhere in the auditorium. I'm coming to Jesus. I see my need. I recognize my need. God bless you, son. Praise God for a boy who raised his hand. Thank you. Another back here. Yes, and another here. God bless you, sir. Praise you, Jesus. Father, speak to every heart, to church members as well as non-church members, knowing the church membership doesn't save us. We have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Oh God, how wonderful it has been to worship you today in spirit and in truth. But some cannot truly worship you because there's a barrier there. Sin has separated between you and your God. And if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. So let forgiveness flow through this place and let people feel your power and know your presence and your forgiveness. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody standing reverently, please, in God's presence. We're going to sing, His Name is Wonderful. It's a chorus that's in the bulletin, but as we sing, I want to ask those of you who raised your hands to come to the front. I have put together a tape. I want you to take home with you a booklet. I want you to spend a moment with one of our workers. I want you to make a public stand for Jesus Christ. As we sing, I want you to come. If you have not been water baptized, but you have trusted Christ as your Savior, I would like you to come over by the flag where you can receive a booklet that will prepare you for a class this evening for water baptism. Be baptized tonight. This is how you kick the devil in the face by making a public declaration of your faith. So come if you need that as we sing. Move up in the balcony. Come on down. We want to have this moment together before we dismiss. It will be so important. Let's all just worship as these friends come.